Welcome to the show with Mike Blaze, episode two. My name is Mike Blaze, and with me again are internet anonymity, speed racer, and dichotomy. How you doing? Hello. Um, we're not going to pansy around this, because exactly 30 seconds or so, which I guess doesn't mean exactly, before introducing the show, we were having a talk about mythical creatures, and we're not done talking about mythical creatures yet, so we're going to go back to that. Uh, dichotomy, do you... As a Canadian, do you remember having a story read to you about some sort of creature? It might have been called an Anukshuk. It was it grew up on the ice, and it was in. It was one of those. I vaguely remember that name. Like the snow native thing, and it would. It was a chick, but it was like a demon, and it would steal children and pull them under the ice. Oh, oh! I think I remember that. Yeah, that thing was fucking terrifying. Growing up in Canada, where there's ice, like a lot of the time, that'll that that that'll fuck you up at night if you're trying to go to bed. Unreal. Sorry, I know Speed Racer. You had a mythical creature you wanted to talk about there, but like. Oh, I I don't think so. Oh. Um. Um. I, I, is is that just sort of the Canadian? Well, no, I think the Canadian Bigfoot is just Bigfoot, right? You guys have that there. Well, I think Bigfoot. I don't know. Is it Bigfoot or Sasquatch? Right? It might be Sasquatch. I think they're the same thing. I think, like, Bigfoot is the lovable nickname they give it, and Sasquatch is the scientific term. Well, I imagine that that originated from Canada. Do you have those in the States? I thought you had, like, a chupa... If Red Dead has taught me anything, it's that you guys have a chupacabra. Chupacabras are Mexican. That won't... Also chupacabras. Everything once... Well, yeah, maybe in, like, southern Texas or something, but no, we, uh... That's why all the hard right... Republican politicians are about building that fence between the U.S. and Mexico. Keep out chupacabras. Yeah, we gotta keep our, we gotta protect our goats. Chupacabras are fucking terrifying. You actually yeah. attract that in Red Dead by pulling a goat behind your fucking horse, and you can you can lasso a goat and pull it in, and that's what gets the chupacabra out, so you can catch it. Fact. Yeah, but no, we we have Sasquatches. I was just watching a show on it was on Animal Planet a few days ago. It was about Bigfoot hunters. And these people are just oh, Bigfoot idiots. hunters. I've, yeah, seen, just, I've seen a show or two about Bigfoot hunters in my day. They were just ridiculous. They like they'd go to some town where there were some reported sightings, and they would you know talk to the people that saw it, and the guy would like go stand off in the distance. Like, all right, so is it about as tall as me? And they always go, no, way taller. Like, whoa, this is like 12 feet tall. This is my a favorite, big one. My favorite Bigfoot show thing that I watched is one, I can't remember what the show exactly was, but each person wow. on the show had a role. Like, there was a tracker, there was a sound expert, there was, like, a photography expert for tracking this Bigfoot, and one of them was just a skeptic. <laughs> and that was the guy who was just supposed to shoot same, down. All oh, no, no, the, the skeptic on mine was a woman, so. And as part of the episode the skeptic dressed up in a bigfoot costume and ran across a field while all the other guys were paying attention to that field they went fucking nuts because they just saw a bigfoot <laughs> and the skeptic oh, walked up and pulled off his his mask it was all ha ha you stupid fuckers it's just me <laughs> in a bigfoot costume if i didn't have anything to do with my time i would consider dressing up as a bigfoot just to troll I'm people just thinking like this is yeah. the best possible job for me <laughs> to just be a no, dick the, uh, the to skeptic on the these supernatural believing people right the skeptic on the show i watched was there just to constantly be like well, I can't explain what this is. I don't want to say it's a Bigfoot, but I can't think of what else could yes. explain it. Yes, that is a common role of the skeptic within these shows yeah. to say, I don't fucking know, so maybe? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was there was a thing on Imgur. Imgur, funny site if you're looking for quick, funny images, as it turns out. Um, there's a thing. There's a tip for you, Cause, listeners. Because some people, I guess in the States, like these five guys or whatever, they decided that they were going to try and trick some people on Facebook, like on their friends list. So yeah. at 9.20, they all made statuses about, like, a spaceship flying over. Um, just different statuses that sounded really believable. And then they, uh, then, like, statuses about it going away or whatever, like that. And then uh, all of a sudden, they just made all their statuses disappear at the same time. And one of the guys who was good with HTML... 
uh, took like CNN's webpage and hashed in a story about how like the president issued a presidential address because there were like several spaceships spotted off the east coast like waiting to come in and the yeah. people on their facebook friends list lost their minds like flipping shit real life world of the worlds like just completely lost it and i'm sitting here going like how could you ever believe this was serious but it takes me back to our conversation the other day about like fa- social networks are how people get their information now i guess right. and that's how i would know if something was going on and it's just like the jokes you could play on people with shit like that is unreal that's true i could convince people that i saw bigfoot i can't get over how good a troll that would be just to get a bigfoot costume and just run around especially because i'm like what they did in that bigfoot video yeah like i live relatively (laughs) close to the mountains so like that's that is something that i could foreseeably pull off and admittedly they'd be like oh it's a baby bigfoot because i'm short but like still the possibilities here are endless what if i learned from watching this bigfoot show is that bigfoots and they call them bigfoots not big feet or anything like that well no because bigfoot is the proper name and you just pluralize that yeah um but they're uh, they're seven to eight feet tall, and as soon as someone would be like, "Oh yeah, no, it was like twelve feet tall," that's when they got skeptical. They're like, "All right, this guy doesn't know the <laughs> we first know thing about Bigfoot. Bigfoots are seven to eight feet tall. You're trying to tell us they're fucking <laughs> what, what's wrong? Yeah. With we yeah. know things well, the, about Bigfoots. The best part was uh, they were getting a description of it from this guy, and then the guy starts asking, "So did it have like really?" Uh, like sunken eyes or something. He's like, yeah, exactly, exactly. It cuts to an interview with the guy. That's not what Bigfoots are like at all. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> like he was asking <laughs> leading questions <laughs> to see if he was telling the truth or not. Wow, fucking. <laughs> oh, I had I had an incident the other day where I thought my friend was a vampire. What? Um, yeah, I was indulging. I don't. What? Yeah, I was indulging in some illicit substances. Look, you ever just look at a guy and think, that dude is probably a Dracula? No, there's... Okay, so I woke up yesterday morning with a butter knife beside my bed and no explanation as to why. Bigfoot. Um, and listening to a recording and watching a video or two that was made and having a friend relay the story to me, my friend was also engaging in an, in an illicit substance and uh, ended up turning really, really pale from the neck up. And his eyes got really, really, really red to the point where when I looked over, I was like, Matt, you look a lot like a vampire. And everybody else was like, what? But my one friend beside me was like, you look really pale. And it was freaking me out. And like, even though I like laughed it off and was like, huh, I'm just kidding my head the entire time i was like what if he's a vampire and then my head started to think like did i invite him into my house well see you don't even need to worry because vampires can't get high are you sure well yeah they're Um, undead all of their physiological processes have ceased there's no way for their body to process the thc we'll see but that's that's the thing you know how um like was he actually high through solid objects right yeah but vampires can pass through gaseous objects they don't need to breathe um so if you try and smoke something as a vampire it's just gonna go right through you it's not gonna you know get into your bloodstream or anything so like if he were to inhale from like the hookah like you could see the smoke just go through him uh most likely yeah it might kind of diffuse with the air and it might be a little too thin to really see but yeah okay because my concern was that like yeah he might not actually be high and then later he fell quote-unquote asleep but like i went to did he fall asleep or did he fall into the slumber of ages that he will awaken from when night comes so he can feast well in both cases like my primary concern was Ah. what if he's faking it and waiting so that he can feed on us when we're all passed out oh i see like what if he's faking being high in order to quell any like suspicions we have and then when we're all passed out now we're all vampires that's really that was and i was concerned 
there's no guarantee that simply feeding on you makes you a vampire too. He could just take some of your blood. But it's like it's not like vampire takes blood, the person he took blood from becomes a vampire, because if that were the case, it would just spread on an enormous scale because vampires are immortal, so on and so forth. Everyone they take blood from becomes a vampire and starts taking their own blood, so on and so I didn't forth. I did cut out. I hit the mute button on my mic. You're an idiot. Uh, so I've just been babbling here like an idiot. I'm like, why is he talking over me? Well, that's but, because uh, they're not worth listening to. Ha. Well, there is that, but... Uh, <clears throat> so no, what I was going to say is I don't think it's... I think if they suck your blood, you do become a vampire, but if they suck you dry... Then you just die. No, no, no. You got it all mixed up. They could just take blood. Okay. They could just take blood and whatever. Doesn't uh-huh. hurt you at all. You're just a bit low on blood. Okay. If they drain you, if no, no, it's they take. They could just take some blood to feed. If they take some blood and put some of their blood back into you, but leave you with some of your own blood still within you, then you become a vampiric thrall. And you're, like, under their mind control, basically, because you have some of their blood within you controlling you. You're still technically alive, but you have to listen to their orders and so on and so forth. And if they drain Yeah, but, I mean, the, there are ways for vampirism to spread that doesn't involve thrallhood, isn't there? No, 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 because if they drain you dry of all of your blood and then put some of their blood into you, then you become a full-fledged vampire a few weeks after you're put into the ground. Because you do die. But you're saying... But that's if you... Okay, so you're saying if you have some of your blood left, then you're a thrall to them. But if you get if they drain dry, completely, then you die. Then and if they put some of their blood in, then you become a full-fledged vampire. That seems on. that seems backwards. With like wouldn't freedom, you? Though, right? Like I'm trying to understand the rules yeah, of the mind. Yeah, with 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 freedom. So if you get drained completely of your blood, but they put some of their blood back into you, you have. Like, become a full-fledged vampire yeah, a f- in your See, own that's, that seems the reverse of how it should work, because yeah. if I still have some of my blood left, that blood... Er, blood is liquid willpower. So if I've got nothing but their will in me and none of my will left, then sure, they're going to control me. But if I've got some of my blood, if i got some of my willpower, I but should be key, able to have... The key isn't the blood. The key is the life. If you're alive and you have some vampire blood in you, then you're in service to the vampire who has that blood in you. But if you're dead and you have some vampire blood in you, then that blood processes your body and makes you a vampire. On the fly research. Just Googled how to become a vampire on my iPad. Here we go. Oh, you can't trust the internet. It's full of goths. No, I got this. It's full of vampires spreading lies. No answers saying they aren't real. I want a firm explanation. Okay. 99% of the real vampires you hear from will say there's absolutely no way to be turned into a vampire. You are either born as one or you are not. However, Keprian vampires were supposedly turned into vampires originally, and some people believe in a process called siring. This is a very controversial subject within the vampire subculture, and one of the real one that real vampires get sick of hearing. No, 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 no. What you've this done is, is you've stumbled onto the internet subculture of nerds that actually think they're vampires they can gain power from other people by feasting on their blood and energy that's so like this is the same strata of people that believes that they are the reincarnation of goku here so are are people do people actually drink do people actually drink each other's blood like thinking that they're gonna get that seems like that would be why hiv would spread i don't think they usually think they're actually gonna get power i think it's just like a fetish thing that's a weird fetish. Most well, of them are. It's the internet. Let's. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable Kinda. with what I've stumbled. Like I'm just. I'm. You guys might just have to talk for the rest of the episode because I am. Thank I'm, God. I'm just fucking. I've I've become enthralled with this whole. What is going on here? And then. Okay. Well, uh, while he's worrying about that dichotomy, why don't you tell us about G Gundam? I, I, I That's all I, I need to hear I about G Gundam. Um, I, I lost interest when the first page I loaded had five Money Mart ads on it in bright green on a page that was otherwise black and red the whole way through. Um, <laughs> black and red. And green. Colors of the internet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very, 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 very concerned that my friend was a vampire. Turns out he's not a vampire. Um, well, that's, that's, I, think you, I think the solution here is to get off the fucking drugs, you hippie. <laughs> Did once, he hit the mute button again? No, he didn't. He, that all came through. Um, once upon a time, 
uh, we had a conversation about that I thought the best way to make sure your friends weren't vampires was to open the door and not actually invite them in when they got to the front door, but have them walk in on their own with no invitation. Um, now, why would that? What does that accomplish? Well, because you're not inviting them into the house. Like, to me... Oh, right, right. Vampire can only enter a room that he has been invited yeah, to. Yeah, to me, that's not an invitation into the house. That's just me opening the door. If you can walk in, you're not a vampire. And I have started doing that now out of reflex. And so far, everybody's gotten in. So. Okay, so I just want to be clear here. You, because of your concern about vampires mm -hmm. you have eschewed basic human courtesy when someone knocks on your door you just open it turn around and walk away that's that, correct that's that's correct okay look you don't even need to do that you just get underneath the carpet that's right underneath the door and you put a line of salt there and then you put the carpet back down they can't cross a line of salt but doesn't the line of salt, like, I know, like, they can't cross running water, but if it's in a pipe, they don't care. Doesn't the salt need to be, like, exposed? No, no, no. Salt is pure enough that they just can't cross a line of salt, Are no matter how. That well, seems like a good idea. The verticality would kind of stop having an effect around the hundreds of meters or so. Okay, well, how thick does the line have to be for them to... It has to be a good layer of salt. Uh-huh. Do, do crosses work if you don't believe in God? Yeah, because the that thing would about seem those like if the is, vampire believes in God. Hmm. It's not the cross. Like, it's not the religious... Well, no, this is not... Oh, no, no, I know what you're saying. It's not the, religion, it's not the, the object. It's the, it's the faith that the object embodies. Like, Tact right. could just... Or Mike Blaze could just pick up an iPad and thrust it at a vampire with enough conviction He's pick up in a photograph Apple. of himself. That'd be so good. Why yeah, don't we sell those as vampire vampires? Repelling is not, it's not yeah. the symbol, it's the faith in that symbol and the faith in something greater than yourself. Which, for a lot of people, could very Which, well be Mike Blaze. Right, in Mike Blaze's case, the thing he believes in that's greater than himself is himself. Is, is me. So, hold on, what we're getting at it's here... It's infinitely recursive faith. The first product that the show will ever sell in order to earn money for the show with Mike Blaze. Vampire repellent photographs. It's going to be photographs of Mike Blaze that you can hang around your house, above your bed, above your door, anything like that. Can we get like locket-sized ones to put around your neck in case you're attacked yeah. by a vampire on what the go? Like, Absolutely. Out town and a vampire. Absolutely. Yeah. And that would prevent vampires from coming into your house because they're afraid of me. Yeah. Which makes me feel better on the whole because suddenly now the object is me. I am the belief greater than myself. So right. I can just thrust my chest out and be like, sup? And vampire's going to be like, oh, no. And it's going right. to be really So good. you can feel confident in just greeting and inviting in whoever you want because if it's a vampire, they won't be able to take you up on the invitation. That's good. Oh, I'm see, I'm glad we have these talks. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that I buy, I bought a V-neck t-shirt yesterday. Yeah. Well, just, I, I don't want to, you know, I, just real quick, uh, I, I would be so confident in that approach, I would get rid of all the salt in your house, all the garlic, any religious imagery, if you have any holy water laying around, out of there, any, like, wooden stakes, throw those out, and, uh... Can I uh, come visit you sometime? Are you trying to? Are you trying to? You're trying to get me killed? Is that what you're going? No, no, for? no, no, no. I just, you know, I'm just saying you may, you know, you, you got to show that you have faith in your, your uh, vision of how to get rid of a vampire. Yes, speed racer. Powering it. So. Yes, speed racer. You can, you can come visit me in my house. All right. You're invited. Um, okay. I bought a V-neck. I'll, I'll fly there tonight. H and M, yesterday. And I think it's made of spandex, but they didn't market it as made of spandex. But it's really, really tight, and it's starting to make me really concerned. Because okay. it might be a Venom suit. Yeah, I, you, you seem to be paranoid that a lot of <laughs> everyday things in your life are actually things from uh, movies and comic books. A lot of things scare me. Um, uh -huh. I'm frightened. That's because you're a naturally insecure person. I'm frightened by lots. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't talk about my fears. That's because we should. Let's drill down. Let's drill, drill let's, down. Let's let's see what is Mike Blaze afraid of. Okay, well, yeah. where where do we want to start? 
Well, I, you mentioned the Venom suit, so um, does that concern you, or are you looking forward to becoming one with the symbiote? Uh, I don't want to become one with the symbiote, but I think that okay. more drills down to my innate fear. I'm terrified of spiders. Um, yeah, but the symbiote's not a spider. Are you just... scared of Spider-Man? I'm also, no, but I'm scared of aliens. Um, okay, see, now that's more relevant. I am scared of I am scared of aliens because I mean, the, the the Venom symbiote only you know uses spider imagery because of his relation to Spider Man. I just yes exactly. Um, I just I feel like if any anything if aliens are anything like humans are, then there's a far greater possibility of them being hostile when they hit Earth than being friendly. Um, well. and that scares me. Yeah. Sure. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't really think about that or care. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an- that's, another. That's my input. Okay. Subject. So we'll keep moving through fears. Then I'm afraid of spiders. Um, they are terrifying. Now, okay. Now we've established you were worried that aliens, should they exist and should they come here, would be hostile and probably kill us all. Yeah. What's the spider terror? Um, they have eight legs, and they crawl around weird, and I'm terrified that, you know those spiders that burrow into the ground? Sure, like the the trapdoor spiders? My worst nightmare involving spiders involved hundreds of trapdoor spiders crawling onto me and burrowing into my skin, and then crawling around inside me. That doesn't happen, because they only burrow into soil. Now, bot flies... That's the thing that you We don't want to... Th- I don't like bugs at all. Because um, bot flies are actually a kind of wasp, I believe, that injects a sort of numbing poison into the body and then actually puts a larvae into your flesh where it then grows and it sort of eats a little bit and then it pops its way out and goes on its way. That's terrifying. Like, that's actually a thing. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's oh my pretty God. much why I've sworn never to go below a certain... Outside. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like, I'm going to stick around here in a temperate climate where the winter kills off all of the most terrifying animals. Sure. Um, bears are not killed off, but I, I actually like bears. I feel like if we could harness bears, um, they would be bears, useful. Bears aren't even that scary. They're not. It's if you, if you piss a bear off, that's maybe scary. But bears on their own, not terrifying. Bears have a, a set of rules that are easy to understand. Bugs, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Um, I feel like over time I've overcome my fear of heights. Uh, I will okay. still I still get the jitters if, like... Oh, I'm still terrified of if heights. The, if there's a cliff or something that's overhanging a really long drop, and it's not... In, like, I go cliff diving now, so that helps a lot. But if it's, like, overhanging ground, like, that terrifies me. Um, sure. Just the idea of falling. Chickens? I, I'm concerned with heights if it's, like, unsafe. Like, if it's if there's a guardrail or a uh, if I'm in a harness of some kind, I'm, I'm fine. But uh, I could be on a ladder, and it'll petrify me. Not oh. a ladder. Ladder's, ladder's like terrifying. Five feet off the ground. Yes. Well, see, that's, that's a pretty rational fear, because I feel like ladders are not the most well-made product most of the time. I... Well, I've had enough. I've had a few ladders break while I was on them, so. Great. <laughs> we were, uh, when I was probably about 12, I want to say, we went on a cruise with another, like, my friend and his family. And me and him shared a cabin. I had the top bunk, and there was a metal ladder, and we had a glass coffee table in the room. And in the middle of the night, I wanted to go to the bathroom. So I hopped on the ladder to climb down without waking him up ladder snapped off of the bed and i crashed through the glass coffee table ow so i yeah i'm not a fan of ladders which brings up another excellent fear i i do a lot of i've done a lot of stupid shit involving ladders like the ladder is in an extremely precarious position i shouldn't be putting my weight on it but i do it anyways sure and whatever i'll i'll it'll turn out okay and then it does oh oh man i've got a good story involving ladders that doesn't involve me bodily harm coming to me okay you tell your story uh, a good ladder story and then we need to talk about broken glass okay we'll talk about broken glass after ladders uh (laughs) it's like like instead of shoots and ladders this is the uh the new version but no when i was in eighth grade i went to 
I was friends with a bunch of kids in our neighborhood, and one of them lived right down the street, and he had a younger brother. I went to his house to spend the night, and uh, our parents went out together. Um, and in the middle of the night, probably around like one in the morning, his little brother admitted that he had a crush on a friend that we had that lived down the street. And so we decided, okay, well, you've got to, you know, show her your feelings, and you got to do it in a dramatic way that will she'll remember. <laughs> so we got into his his old clothes and some of his mom's old clothes, and we made him a Zorro costume. Uh, we it was a black sweatshirt. We found an old uh, black stocking of his mom's to wrap around his head and cut eye holes into. Found a fancy hat she had. And uh, we got some gloves, and to for improve traction on the gloves, we put masking tape on them. Uh, <laughs> and we had him write a little love letter on a strip of paper, and we wrapped it around a single fake silk rose. And the idea was, all right, we're going to go out, and we're going to put this ladder uh, that we have in front of her front window the window into her bedroom you're gonna tap on the glass and then when she comes to the window you're gonna hand her the rose with the note attached to it and then vanish into the night oh my god we went out (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we went out to do this and it was the dead of winter so everything's covered in ice we uh in snow we go over to her house and there was like a uh like she had the front door and she sort of had an overhang on the front door that was like a small piece of roof and then her window was directly above that all right so we put the ladder up to that little piece of roof he climbed up there it's covered in snow and ice so he's on his hands and knees his masking tape covered hands to keep his balance and uh he he crawled up to her window and look he didn't tap on the glass but he looked and said turned back to us said guys there's a screen even if I, even if she opens the window, I can't give her anything. We're like, listen, just punch right through the screen. They can't be that expensive. You can just pay your dad back later. And then while we're arguing about it, we see a light come on. So he slides down the roof, lands on his feet. We grab the ladder and run. <laughs> and he left the rose up on the roof. So, so he I, didn't even I get... managed to avoid getting in trouble for that, but both of them got in a lot of trouble. He didn't. He didn't even get to give her the rose. Nope. I think. Well, I think she found out about it because I think her dad probably found it the next day. <laughs> He's like, he was investigating the burglary attack on his home <laughs> oh by my, Zorro. Oh my fucking Zorro! Yes, by Zorro. That fucker. Oh my god! He'll, <laughs> you gotta watch out for Zorros. They'll get in your fucking pipes, and next thing you know, yeah, you wanna you're scared of vampires and Zorros that you gotta watch out for. Yeah, those things are well, terrifying. Only if you're corrupt in some way. They'll live in your attic for like months, and you won't even know. And then all of a sudden, one day, your wood will just collapse. And there's too many no, Zorros. Well, well, yeah, it'll collapse, and you'll look, and there'll just be Z's carved into it all over the place. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's everything to structural integrity. It's a real issue yep. that people deal with every day. Fuck, unreal. That's yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what dumb thing. To see, I don't do. I've see, never had to do dumb. That story that's like the reminds only me a story like that that I've done. Hmm. The, the the combination of the nighttime and the costume reminds me of one Halloween in which me and my Halloween friends were mugged. Oh, well, that's. That's, That's a the, fun story. wow, yeah. It's, it's not it's not really a particularly long story, but it is amusing because we were all in our Halloween getups, and right. I can't particularly remember what mine was, but it did have a very large stick along with it. I believe I was some kind of wizard in my own mind, and these were like middle school kids that were going after us. We were elementary age at the time, and the neatest thing about it was. They tried to jump us, but we completely beat the shit out of them. <laughs> we were defending our candy, and we also were armed. Whereas they were just wearing street clothes and crabby masks to hide their identities. And the only thing they managed to get away with was a single pillowcase from one guy 
which was actually a decoy pillowcase he had put on top of his <laughs> because it was full of all the crappy little bags of chips that are named that have no name brand and they're just flavorless and awful that everyone hang, hands out on right, Halloween. Right. They did back then, at least. Oh, that, that was my story. I don't see. I don't now without trying to avoid a humble brag here or anything. I've never had to do something stupid to like try and get a girl's attention or something like that. <laughs> like I don't have to I don't I kind of just talk to them Locked like me. normal human beings do. Right. Um I think well, the, that was less about I mean obviously it was his his little uh, we must have been 14 so he was probably 11. Nice. So it was, it was more about humiliating him than getting her attention for him or anything. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> um, I remember probably the last summer before I moved away. It was the summer that all those Lord of the Rings movies came out. Um, okay. It might have been just when the Fellowship one came out. But me and my yeah, they I don't think they all came out at the same time. Yeah. Um, me and my friend were playing like we were playing Lord of the Rings in the field. So we would do this a lot. We'd go and buy like shitty dollar store weapons or whatever, and fucking yeah. run around the field and play Lord of the Rings, and it was super fun. And I remember this one time, we were out in this, like, wheat field, the big green space behind the houses across the street from mine, and we were running around, and we were, like, stomping really hard on the ground. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but there are certain breeds of wasps that will build their nests underground. Um, Okay. Wasps. So we were stomping around and running around and slashing at the wheat or whatever, fighting invisible orcs, and all of a sudden, all we could hear was this... Like, oh God. I'm talking like you know the how when you're watching a movie and it's got like a swarm of bees or a cartoon or something, and you hear the and you're like, that's not what bees fucking sound like when they're coming at. Yes, yes, they do. We heard this like, and we didn't know what it was. So me having a good imagination, I pretended it was a Nazgul and I could hear it, and like so we were like. We, like, got really low in the grass, which was a bad idea because that's where the wasps were about to come from. And we were, like, pretending to look for this Nazgul. And all of a sudden, it wasn't, like, a huge, like, Nazgul tall black mass, but this, like, mass of wasps just shoots out of the ground. Like, and all of a sudden it goes from being, like, a... to, like, a... And they are pissed off and... This is where the Mike Blaze friendship status that I have with people today first took effect. Because with the exception of some really close friends, my feeling is that if it's between you and me dying, I'm not going to die. Um, so I see these wasps just fly out. And now I have the sword and the shield. So if anybody is more <laughs> equipped to deal with a swarm of wasps it's me he had one of those shitty dollar store bows with like the three sticky arrows that's what he was using um so so, like i could have fended the wasps off a little bit better or thrown him a weapon to kind of try and hit them with versus his skinny ass bow i just looked at him and they all went for him and i fucking turned and ran as (laughs) fast as i could and this green space was, like, there was kind of a, not a forest, but, like, a good amount of trees and stuff between me and, like, the place where you could get back onto the street to get to my house. And I'm talking, like, acrobatics like you've never seen from me. Like, I was fucking jumping bushes and leaping over substantially high branches of trees and things like that. And I could just hear him screaming behind me. And I just kept running. And would and not that stop. That boy died. <laughs> he yeah. got. He he ended up catching up to me because I waited like at the street for him, and we got to my house and he took his shirt off for my mom so she could apply like the stuff, and his whole body was just covered in like welts from the wasp bites. And my mom was like, "Why do you only have three on you?" And I was like, "I they just don't like me, mom. They just didn't want to attack me." <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I, I'm a really good friend, is what this comes down to. Yeah, I can tell. So Speed Racer's story was a mischievous tale of romance and intrigue in youth. Yeah. 
my story was about heroism and fighting against <laughs> superior odds. And Mike Blaze's right. story was fucking selling out his buddy in the same zone. Hi. Running yep. the fastest I've ever heard. And my story was really about how <laughs> adrenaline pushes you to do things that you would never do normally. Like run really fast or jump really high. Um, I'm afraid of wasps to tie all that back. Okay. Good um, to know. I'm also afraid um, of broken glass. Getting cut by broken glass is one of my biggest fears. And the last uh, fear that I'm going to talk about is, because this is the one that people don't understand, is is, is chickens. Um, huh. Chickens terrify me. And what, Why is that? I don't know. Oh. Like there's no, like you weren't chased by chickens when you were real little or something? Nope, no traumatic experiences associated with chickens. I just, like, we're talking phobia to the point where if you, I see a picture of a chicken on the internet, I am, fear takes my heart. Like, I don't, like, jump, really? I don't jump up and scream, but I am just so overwhelmed how, how with cold. people call you chicken? Well, that's fine, because there's no chickens around. And, like, I'll eat chicken. Like, chicken is delicious. It's one of my favorite foods. But a live chicken that is within eyesight of me, and I will freeze. Like, I cannot... I don't know. They could be fairly... They're very aggressive animals, and they can carry disease. They can do some damage. I don't know what it is. I just... I can't function around them. Like, other things, like... The idea of getting attacked by a mountain lion concerns me. But I wouldn't say I'm afraid of it. It's, sure. It just concerns right. me. Chickens, the idea of, like, a chicken loose in our house or something is sell the house, is my thought. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, see, I, I have a fear that's probably even more irrational, but I also have, like, an experience I can tie it back to. I am afraid of coral. Like, like the, the ocean stuff? Yeah, like the stuff in the ocean. Okay. And, uh... Coral's pretty. Yeah. It is pretty. Also extremely dangerous because it can be very sharp. It is sharp and it does have venom on it. That's part of the concern. On the same uh, cruise that I mentioned before where I fell off that ladder, we had a snorkeling day. And the idea was you're going to snorkel and check out these coral reefs. And uh, they went through for probably an hour uh, beforehand explaining... The coral is very delicate and very, uh, you know, rare. You cannot touch it, and it is a felony to touch it. Uh, so, you know, don't do not do that. You could, you know, irreparably damage it or whatever. So you were warned. Right. We, we were given a lot of warning. Okay. So we go out, we start snorkeling, and I'm not really looking. I'm not really paying attention. I've got my head down the water. I'm checking out these cool fish and coral and all that kind of stuff. And then I pull my head out of the water, and I realize I can't see the boat, and I can't see anyone else. Like, oh, dang, I've drifted too far out. So I try to go back the way I think I came, but then I look back underwater, and I'm surrounded by coral. And it is so high up that I can't swim over it without it, like, scratching me. So I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm either going to die out here or in trying to get back to the boat, I'm going to touch this coral. They're going to see the... uh, inflamed cut from the venom or whatever's on it and I'm going to spend the rest of my life in a Mexican prison okay so I associate coral with being separated from your parents in the ocean so how no no, no, hold on finish how did you get out well they they told us before like if you uh, lose sight of everyone just put your arms up and we'll come get you and uh, I guess just put your arms up and stop treading water and you'll sink to a watery grave and be at peace. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> no, but uh I, I uh started shouting and waving my arms around and the tour guide came and found me and uh okay, okay, I sat on the you, boat. When you explained that for the first time, it sounded like you meant like there was just fucking nothing, like not even on the horizon. You were just completely well, alone in the stretch of wasn't, water. But he must have been like just over the edge of the horizon, you know? Like the, you know, and again, you're, I was like 12 years old, so it's kind yeah, of your brain. To the water. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, See, that is interesting because it leads into my 
fear, which isn't really irrational, and I consider very valid, of large expanses of open water. Okay, hold that for a second. This sounds like the shittiest fucking cruise of all time. <laughs> like, the worst experience. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of fears were formed you, on that cruise. You come home, and your parents are like, hey, honey, how was the cruise? I fell off a fucking ladder into glass. I was surrounded by poisonous cur fucking coral and almost got raped by mexicans in prison like well no my parents were there on the cruise too they just uh, i don't think they went i think my friend's parents are the ones that took a, a snorkeling that sounds and then i ended up sitting on the boat shivering in fear and cold while they continued to snorkel for a good hour and a half and i was there alone with the other tour guide you should be you should be afraid of cruises like that, <laughs> yeah, I probably should be. As the closest thing you have to a psychologist, I'm going to inform you that your fears are incorrect, and we are going to rehash your fears into something all-encompassing, which is cruises. I, I see. Well, I've had other ladder experiences. That's just the only one that really is vivid in my mind. Okay, so the dichotomy. Explain your fear of open water. What's your fear with the open it's water? It's fucking scary! <laughs> <laughs> it's dark, it's cold, my body is not adapted to moving in it, and it's full of things that have been killing in the water for as long as life has existed on this planet. <laughs> when you put it that way, open water is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it really is. Let's just like you look at that water and you don't fucking know what's in there. Like you assume, oh, it's probably like I always when I take the train home to visit my parents every so often, the go train in this part of the woods, which is I don't know why I bothered saying the go train because you don't actually know about the go network, but it goes past Lake Ontario, and for a large stretch of that train you could see Lake Ontario, and. I, I don't like looking out the window so much at that part in the voyage because it's scary. That's a lake. There's like gonna be like you're not gonna get sharks in there. They're... You don't know what could be in there. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, Yeah, I don't think I don't sharks think most of the terrors of the deep live in fresh water. Jellyfish are well, horrifying. Hey, it's Lake Ontario, so whatever the fuck is in there could possibly be mutated horribly by toxins beyond any Well, yeah, that's valid, sure. The the idea of a jellyfish, which doesn't really appear anywhere in Canada, but just the idea of an animal that can like on its own can kill you or stun you or make you weak like what if there was just a swarm of jellyfish basically what i'm getting at here is what happens when sea-bound mammals start to come on land then a few million years later you get us okay but i don't want any more uses so it's like why why the fuck would seagoing creatures care about going on like they like that that revolution happened you know, like they've got most of the planet to themselves to keep doing their thing and keep producing the most terrifying predators in existence. So follow up question, Bermuda okay. Triangle. What's going on with the Bermuda Triangle? Confirmation bias? Yes, exactly. What I don't know what like, I don't know what that kay. means. Confirmation bias is when you ignore the misses and only notice the hits. Oh, okay. So so a shitload of sailing ships in that particular age got lost at sea. Because that's just what happened. Because the sea is a fucking dangerous place. Because open water is fucking terrifying. And on a long enough timeline, enough tales of lost ships got built up in this particular area that people thought, hey, maybe this place is supernatural, and then they started counting all of those lost ships that happened from then on as, oh shit, supernatural stuff's going down here, when really no, not any more dangerous than any other spot of open water on the planet. Okay, because doesn't that Bermuda Triangle also apply to aircraft now? Like, yeah, don't we does. lose Don't we lose aircraft and shit there? So Yeah, the, the, the idea the supposed thing that happens is that there's a magnetic anomaly in that area that causes magnetic compasses to go haywire and, uh, you know, ruins the navigation capabilities of anyone relying on one. But that's, you know. Okay, because I was going to say now, like, 
fake expertise aside, you are kind of an airplane guy, aren't you? Uh, you do, to you, an extent. You yeah. do flying type things? I, I have flown in an airplane. That's a, I have flown an airplane. You've, you've flown <laughs> yeah, in an airplane? Over the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, no. I flew an airplane over Maryland, which okay. that's not... I don't think there's a triangle. Okay, so let's, let's throw this to you then. So do you think it's possible oh. that there's just a magnetic anomaly there and what happens is like their compasses and equipment go to shit and then at that point it's not that anything sinister is there it's just that they lose their fucking minds and like crash their plane well no no like there doesn't have to be any specific magic magnetic field nonsense it could just be equipment failure and then some shit gets lost there and then people oh shit Muta triangle well even if you take it as granted that there is a magnetic anomaly there Airplanes don't really... They have a magnetic compass, but it's generally not reliable because the way you're turning and climbing and descending will screw it up. So you have to set a uh, gyroscopically driven uh, heading indicator, and you use the compass to set that by, but you're not actually using magnetic fields to navigate when you're flying. Okay some knowledge getting dropped in the show with Mike plays. Yeah, we're learning yep. lots here today. I'm very happy. I think we've learned a lot about everyone's fears as well. Yep. Which is uh fears are scary things. Well, that's what makes them fears. If you have fears, mm-hmm. you should comment on our website mm-hmm. about your fears and then we'll talk about them and we'll probably mock you for them to be totally honest. Um, your fears are wuss fears, whereas my fears are reasonable. Unless they're, unless you can do a legitimate job of explaining why. Like, I was not afraid of open water until Dichotomy brought it up, and now... I, I think you should be afraid of coral. That shit is just sitting there, and you touch it. No, I am frightened of cruises. Yeah. Um, You've completely turned me off the idea of ever going on to a cruise, because it sounds like just awful things happen all the time on them. Yeah, well... Um, There's also, like, free unlimited ice cream in the cafeteria that's okay <laughs> way to just completely wipe out any <laughs> negative connotations of the fear of coming <laughs> coming back around to the well, idea of but cruises. it wasn't very good ice cream that doesn't matter <laughs> the quality quality and quantity for ice cream are interchangeable if sure. if it's bad quality ice cream but there's a lot of it it's good ice cream that's okay how that works um I don't want to talk about fears anymore because they scare me and because we should wrap up soon. Um, All right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else exciting. What did you guys do with your weeks? Uh, Academy, would you like to field this one? No. What the fuck did I do with my week? Nothing. (laughs) You guys don't do anything with your weeks. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I found a cool app for iPhone users if you're interested. I'm just going to have an app that I talk about every, every week on the show with Mike Blaze. Um, this app is called Tapper. It's available in the App Store. Now, is that spelled regular Tapper, or is that spelled T, lowercase, and then Apper? Uh, T-A-P-P-E-R. Never mind. Um, and what it is, is it's a top-secret album thing. It's 99 cents. The icon on your home screen looks like a calculator icon. And... It functions as the calculator, but when you input a certain number, um, what it does is it unlocks a secret album of photos. So if you have incriminating photos or documents that you want to keep on your phone but not have people have access to, you can download this app, um, and you can you punch in the little code, and otherwise it just looks like the calculator. And then you have access to all your files, but you don't have to worry about nosy girlfriends or something intruding on things that you're looking at on your phone. Let that one stew for a minute. That's my app of the week. It's a good, it's a good little app. Um, Mike Blaze's app of the week on the show with Mike Blaze. Please feel free to challenge Mike Blaze on Hero Academy. All one word. Somebody challenged me. I don't know who you are, Mm -hmm. but oh, did you hear that? That was my iPhone. Ha. Um, the vibration. If you guys didn't hear it, it'll come through on the recording. But yeah. No, no, I, I heard it. Uh, yeah, challenge me on Hero Academy because I'm doing pretty good at that game and it makes me happy. All right. Yeah. Um, 
You can find us at www.mikeblaze.net. Feel free to keep checking on that website as we add more exciting non-episodes of the show. Uh, You guys have anything else you want to talk about? I think... uh... Well, you know, just because it might not come up again, it's a good story. But we, we've, we've gone away from it. But Dichotomy Story was about Halloween. And it reminded me of a Halloween story. I was about Is five years old. Is it a spooky old. holidays Halloween story? No, it's just sort of depressing and humiliating. Okay, okay that, perfect. I'm with, on board. Here we go. A light yeah. note and the show on. Take us home, right. Speed Racer. Take us home. Okay, I was, I was about five years old. And at that age, there was nothing better than the power rangers right yep so this is true i i got to be i wanted to be the gold power ranger for halloween what they had the costume at the store gold power ranger yeah hold on back the fuck up what is this what there's no such thing as a course there is no there's not oh my god you guys don't know shit about there's no gold power ranger there's There's absolutely a gold power no pink yellow that was the yeah that was the original power rangers but in power listen i remember a lot of shit about this show in Power Rangers Zeo, some like aliens came to Earth and they were like monks oh, oh, and they could okay, fuse the gold power. Whatever. Just, okay, so we're moving into shitty Power Rangers territory. Okay, continue. No, we weren't, but whatever. So I got to be the gold Power Ranger for uh, Halloween. I almost said for Christmas. Um, but it was really cold out, so my mom made me wear a jacket over my costume. Oh, bitch. But it was okay. Mask. Still the mask on, so I was good. And then we went trick-or-treating. And at some point, I sneezed, and, and a whole lot of uh, a mucus. It was, it was a wet sneeze, and it filled that mask up pretty good. So she made me take the mask off, too. So I'm in my brown suede jacket. I've got some black tights on and some sneakers, and that's all, really. I bump into one of my friends from school. He's like, what are you supposed to be? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm the gold ranger. And that's my story. That was so anticlimactic. I can't even begin to. to where's, where's the? Did your friend beat you up? <laughs> well, no, but it, it was embarrassing. Social it was implications. Like, I was very excited to be the gold Power Ranger, and then it got taken from me, and okay. I had to like pretend like it was still there. But it was fine. Okay. You know what? Edit the story out then. No, no, we're just gonna. I think, I think like, you should just destroy. We're, that story. we're gonna make your story better. So what happens here is. You, uh, your friend comes up to you, right? Right. And he says, hey, Speed Racer. And you say, hey, Joe. And he says, what you supposed to be? Why are you wearing a jacket and no mask and stuff? And you're like, oh, I'm the, I'm the gold Power Ranger. Oh, oh, and then his friend makes fun of him for being poor because he thinks he couldn't afford a proper costume. Exactly. has to play make-believe. Right. And then your mom turns her back. And when she turns her back, your friend looks down at his candy bag and you zip off your jacket in one smooth motion and throw your mucusy mask back on and your friend looks up and standing in front of him is the gold ranger and he just goes oh no and then when your mom is still standing talking to the parents you take his pillowcase and you suffocate him with it and then you put you him kill that child. <laughs> you put him underneath the pine tree and you roll some snow on top of him so that nobody can see him. And then you turn back to the parents and you say, Mom, can we go to the next house? She says, oh, okay. And the other mom says, did you see where Joe went? And you say, oh, I think he went into that man's house. And the mom, terrified of what could happen to her child in that house, runs to the door and you and your mother continue going trick-or-treating. Do you see how much better your story is? I think I'd be a very different person today if that's how that. So, a mildly disappointing and anticlimactic story becomes a gruesome (laughs) tale of the ruining of two lives. Yes. Well, three lives. You've got the murdered child, his mother, and the man in the house who will almost certainly go through some grief for that accusation. Um. I think I'll just stick to when I was a little embarrassed and humiliated when I was five. If you have boring stories that you would like made better, feel free to comment those in as well. Because I think we could probably make all your stories a lot better than they are. I think we can make all of your stories a lot more gruesome (laughs) and terrifying. 
I think we can if if you feel like you're kind of a dopey nerd, just tell us about it and we'll turn you into a bloodthirsty murderer. Also a cool douchebag like Mike Blaze. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and stay tuned after the show cuz I'm going to go into a 4-hour long diatribe on Power Rangers. We'll Fuck see you. Yeah, okay, we'll see you when we see you. It's after show talk time. Um, okay. What the fuck? Gold Ranger? Power Ranger Zero was shitty. What are you... Fuck you! That this just seems... reminds me of, in this my youth, good. I had a friend who had a toy of the flute dagger that the Green Ranger had. Oh, I fucking man. wanted that so much. Oh. I coveted it Ugh. so much, but I never had it. Okay, no, at first you had the, the, the Green Ranger, and then he became the White Ranger, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they okay. had the movie, and then, and then some... it ended. No. And then at some point, the Red Ranger quit, and the White Ranger became the new Red Ranger, and he had that really cool, like, boxing robot that, like, he, it had, like, a G Gundam kind of cockpit to it. I don't know how... You had to actually, like, punch and kick to have the oh. robot punch and kick. Okay, so it's worth noting that in my head, um, like, my brain has just apparently omitted most of my knowledge of Zeo to the point where right. the only Power Rangers that I accurately remember are the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and then my sure. brain does a time skip over where Zeo should be and goes straight yeah. to Power Rangers Turbo. Um, See, I don't know any oh of that. God, that's Turbo the way is, I explained on. it is literally how I remember it. It goes original series, and then the movie, and then it just ends, because I just dropped Power Rangers at that time in my life. Oh. I, just moved I dropped on. Power Rangers once uh, in space. In space is where I dropped it as well. Yeah. Um... So then, yeah, you've got the new Red Rangers, Tommy, the former green slash white ranger. And then Zeo starts, and there's, like, some monks that come to Earth, and they confuse into the gold ranger. But they're kind of shitty because they're friggin' monks. So they confer the gold power ranger power over to Jason, the former red ranger. Oh, okay. Okay. And he had, like, a a huge pyramid megazord that was, like... Like, it was as tall to a Megazord as a Megazord is tall to a person. Hmm. Um, and I had the t- and it was, like, four feet tall. Holy shit, Whitney Houston died while we were recording the show. What? Yeah. Wow. Holy fuck. Well, now we have to put this after, after the end music. Whitney Houston's dead. Who's that? Don't fuck with me. I, I legitimately don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. Whitney Houston. You want to field this one while I pull up a YouTube video? I mean, she's a singer. Oh, okay. That explains it. Here. If you don't know this song... Okay, I'm not going to play the YouTube video over the mic. But, uh... And I... I will always love you. Well, that, that's very nice, but I fail to see what it has to do with this whole Whitney Houston story. She sang that song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Holy shit. Holy. Wow. Um. Sorry, Whitney Houston. To be honest, for some reason, when I first read her name, I assumed she was the sister of Michael Jackson, and I'm not sure why I associated those two, but that's not true at all. Whew. Nope. Well, she's dead now. Ha! Did anybody have her on their celebrity death lottery list? I didn't. Uh, no, because people with uh, any kind of taste or class didn't participate in the celebrity death lottery. It's not well, even... not true, because I didn't participate in it. It's... It's not... This is another rectangle square thing. It's not... It's... Anyway. What? Um, sorry, Whitney Houston. Uh, that really sucks. I guess. I don't know. I didn't really listen to your music, but people dying is bad, I guess. 
trying to be. Well, that you really turned around fast there. Went from like holy shit to like oh, what? oh well, ah whatever. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, was she really culturally relevant still? No. So she doesn't need to be alive anymore. I mean, we were kind of wow. done with her. All right.